0: Hello, this is Scooby Crockett on the Christ Life podcast where the talk is real and relatable and I'm with two brothers in the studio right now TJ and Rich and they're about a year old in the faith right guys About a year old they love God they're seeking them and they've been truly converted into the family of God and so as you saw in the title it's tips for new Christians so whether you're a new Christian Or a more mature Christian I believe this podcast can be edifying to you and beneficial so let's go to the Lord in prayer father we thank you again God for being with us in this studio for being with us Lord in this time as we discuss just practical ways oh Lord to do this to walk out the Christian life in a way that is pleasing to you in a way God that brings glory to Jesus father ask for your help today as we just communicate this message of tips and just we just want you lord in this time god so bless everyone listening give them strength that they're new christians lord give them strength as they grow as they get their roots deep into the soil of your word and the soil of your presence as they build a strong stem as they grow into a tree father i pray for strength we come against the enemy's attacks upon them in jesus name we break them off god and we proclaim protection and a shield around them god in Jesus' name, amen. Glory. All right, so we're going to go around, and you guys are going to share your testimonies with whoever is listening. Okay? So, Rich, you can go first. All right, All right. this is Rich.
1: Amen. Um, yeah, so to start my testimony, um, you know, I was in a very um, dark place, um, very broken by circumstances in life, um, angry, angry um just just bitter to the core of my soul um, nowhere to turn except just trying to get high all the time just trying to buy another bag get high somehow escape from life feel better um so yeah m- you know my 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 scapegoats were definitely marijuana um, um j- just trying living the college life I was at Florida Gulf Coast University um, You know just trying to indulge in the flesh and um had a girlfriend at the time um having having you know premarital sex and things like that and um just nowhere to turn and there was some uh i believe god definitely used some uh preachers that came to my campus um they're still on youtube they they're called team jesus preachers but some other preachers too they came to campus and i believe they were planting seeds at that time um in me and uh, helping to to, to wake me up to the truth. Um, you know, definitely, I was definitely at a low point though. And, um, you know, I believe God kind of combined, um, uh, my, my circumstances with, um, with the seeds that were planted and it was starting to grow in me. And, uh, eventually I broke up with my girlfriend and, um, at that time I was, I was making, um, I made an EP, it was called the chip on my shoulder. And, um, you know, it was just a reflection of what was in my heart, just a lot of darkness, bitterness. Um, anger and, and, and regret about things that had happened in the past um, and, and things that uh, I'm sure people can relate to when, when you have things that had happened um, in your past and it, and, it, and it becomes a part of you where you can't really move on from it in a way you're stuck um, with that as your identity. Um, and, and, you know, that that's what Jesus set me free from um, when I was reborn. But, um, but yeah, previous to that I was making dark music, Um it just wasn't, wasn't a happy sinner. It was, was a, was a depressed, um, sinner. But anyways, ended up breaking up with my girlfriend. Um, and you know, just at that, at that point in my life, you know, I, I opened up the Bible for the first time for myself, started reading it, um, realized it was the truth, kind of just, you know, started to follow it, do what it said and could just feel God drawing me. It wasn't that I chose God, but God draw, he he drew me in and, um, I would say it took about a month that that process. I remember me and my girlfriend broke up on, uh, I guess it was February 13th, um, and then I was reborn on March 13th. So during that process, I was, I was really repenting, really changing, and seeking God. And on March 13th, I remember being in my room reading, uh, reading Galatians chapter five, talking about the flesh and the spirit. I was looking up the definitions of every word, and I was internally stepping out of the flesh and trying to be in the Spirit. And the last thing I remember before I, God did send me the Holy Spirit was I forgave the people that had wronged me, the thing that was really had a, had a, had a grip on my soul. I really forgave those people truly from the heart, and I told God I'm not going to lust at another woman again. So, you know, God saw my heart, and um, he, he he saw I, tr- I truly repented, and I just praise God. I thank God um, for, for sending me His Holy Spirit, set me free from myself. So... Yeah, praise God. Amen.
0: Amen, brother. And so in your current walk right now, what are you doing for the Lord about a year after this whole thing? Now that we're in May, you know, what how's the Lord using you today?
1: Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, right after I'd gotten reborn, I I definitely felt the calling to preach, um, to um uh get together with the preachers on the campus that had preached to me when I was lost, got together with them. Um and, um, from there on, uh, I've just been preaching the word, um, just going out on the streets wherever, raising a banner, um, just, just have a heart for, for the lost and just so people can have the truth and be free and receive eternal life. And, um, so that, you know, just, just anywhere, you know, I always have, you know, God's placed that burden just to reach out to the lost, no matter where it is, whether on the street or just, just anywhere in general. Um, also now making, um, uh making music, um just just trying to use it as a vehicle to to preach the gospel and um just just get to people, um just get the message to people and things like that. But you know, still growing in the faith, still um just trying to gain more knowledge and, and everything like that. So yeah, praise God.
0: All right. It's awesome. And when I actually met Rich in downtown Orlando. Our group was going out there to preach, and we get out there and we see this guy with a megaphone preaching on the corner we usually preach at. And I'm like, "Well, first I'm like, praise God, you know, this is awesome. He's preaching." I'm like, "Who is this guy? We'd never seen him before." And so we talk with him. He joins up. We join him We partner up. Preach in downtown. And after that, it was game over. We became brothers, and um, you know, I guess closer brothers. We were already brothers in Christ, but we became just, you know, knowing each other and just working together. So it's been awesome. I'll do you so this next brother is TJ and actually I just met TJ about what a month ago
2: Yeah, yeah
0: about a month ago, and he has a powerful testimony too. So TJ tell the people
2: All right, well um, You know uh, it Says that we're born in sin and I'm like a perfect example of that because I was born day one My mom was a drug user She abused me. So she was a user and abuser my dad sold drugs stole from people so he was like a dealer and a stealer you know so i had that kind of a I i was just born into like a crazy worldly lifestyle and that's what i grew up on you know um i never had a a childhood where i was building legos and um you know watching whatever blues clues or whatever it may be but uh yeah i was just basically i was born into this sinful lifestyle and you know what i'm saying uh from then like that that's built up a lot of A lot of crazy anger a lot of hate I mean I saw I saw by age five I probably saw guns drugs and death all this you know all within that time period and that's something I still haven't forgot to this day I've been healed from glory to God by his grace and his love but it's just certain things that a lot of other kids that I would be surrounded by later in my life never would have have an experience and probably would still have an experience to this day you know and uh that really scarred me you know um it says uh something about science uh they tell me uh you know your brain sponges everything at an early age so I really developed on all this violence and uh all the drugs and my seeing my mom you know I'm saying getting raped and stuff in front of me in my room you know I'm saying I really didn't know what was going on and uh saw dog fights all this cruel stuff of the world really at an early age so I really developed on that and uh the thing about god is uh i got separated from my parents at a police station got torn apart from them that really uh kind of i don't know it really that was like the first move uh, i've seen i saw in god and that's only because i can look back and see that now but that was like the first evident move that i could see a god actually taking me from that situation and um yeah but that really created a lot of trust issues like uh, because my parents got basically ripped from my hands literally at a police station so not only did I hate police for that that and you know embedded a uh, hate for cops but uh, also a hate for everyone you know I had a hate for the world I had, I couldn't trust anybody I felt like if I opened up to anybody or I trusted anybody with my life circumstances they could just be ripped from my hands I of anywhere any point in time literally because that's what happened to me and um, from then you know I really it really set me down a path to just rebelling and anger and I ended up getting picked up from the police station from my dad's sister. They're like, really, the cops are really trying to figure out, all right, so where are we going to send this kid? I mean, is he going to the state? Is he going to foster care? I was in foster care for a little bit, a couple weeks, maybe a couple months. I really don't know. It's around six, six years old at the time. I get picked up with my dad's sister, my auntie ends up. They weren't very good people. I was with them for about till I was. 12 and then i get started getting sent off the programs there and back she started sending me off there they, they were basically in it for the check they adopted me to get i have their last name to this day still and uh from then i it really it really it, i mean everything everything backstab after backstab I, I couldn't trust anybody these walls were building like basically building 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 my heart was so cold toward the world i had no no desire to show any any sort of love that's for sure but uh from there, I really, I really fell into my dad's curse, generational curse he put on me he was, uh, selling drugs. I started kicking out, cooking down doors, uh, tying people up in their houses, you know, just all this stuff. And I really, and it was really just because I wanted to know why my dad chose this over being a father to me. And, uh, I started, I, I never really used drugs that much. I smoked weed, but I usually just sold heroin and stuff like that. It was more about making money, like my father. So, uh through that I really I was really just seeking an answer like why why is this lifestyle so much better than him being like a father to me and stuff like that so after that I mean I ended up being in this program called Teen Challenge through all that and I think Todd White actually graduated from that a really renowned mouthpiece for God uh but um from there I mean I wasn't in it for drugs I was for life controlling issues I was surrounded with gangs and trying to just do all the stupid stuff that I was doing. So I got sent there, and um, probably there for, like, six months. And, like, probably my fourth month in there, there was this, this woman that came to visit us in the middle of a service. She started uh, speaking under the gift of tongues, and that was, like, a witchcraft movie to me. Like, I was just like, whoa, like, what what's going on here? You know what I'm saying? I was basically making a—I was mocking her making a, like, a little joke or something. A homeboy comes up to me yo I go I dare you to go get prayed on and um that was uh, I was like all, right, I mean nah man it's crazy and he's like what you scared and I was like all right I'll do it and I, out of that dare God made a move in my life I mean from there she before she even touched me laid hands on me she started praying over me I got laid down in the spirit I mean really God I was never seeking God I had no interest in God actually God sought me and came down to me and that's it was From then I really I I didn't know what I I couldn't deny that that just happened to me I was completely laid out shaking convulsion something you'll 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 see if somebody was getting delivered I don't know crazy and I was like, all right I got up and um, I really didn't know what happened. I really didn't know what to think about it Uh, so I got up and I just stood there for like a good 10-15 seconds And then all of a sudden I just noticed this peace and this love that I've never ever felt before it was beyond all the high that I had with weed and all the covering up with alcohol and all all of it. I mean, it was just, it was simply not of this world. It was definitely a heavenly thing. It was basically heaven on earth for the first time in my life. And it was just out of a dare. My friend dared me to do it. And that's really when I I saw the heart of God and how humble the God of the universe that I later found out that was in the Jesus was in the flesh and he died for us. The God of the universe died by his own creation. I really saw how humble uh, that God was our God. And, um, from there that, I mean, that's what really made me want to repent. It is not because, Oh, it's bad. And this is good. It's because this, this sending actually hurts the God that just, I mean, completely just came down and sought me. And that's what really turned my heart is I don't want to hurt. This, this God that cares for me so truly that actually has given me a heart of a son after being an orphan for so many years of my life. So, I mean, really, I mean, not only is he want, wanting to be my God, and he's the God of the universe, so him to pay attention to me at all is just mind-blowing at that. But he wants to be my father. He wants to be my best friend. He, he wants to be save me. He's my savior. He's my Lord. I mean, he's your teacher, your comforter, corrector, director. He's everything. He's just everything you'll ever need in life he came down to me and I really I really love this I, re- I really love that idea and from there I, he, he showed me his heart man and he really just poured down his heart his presence in a way that I, I just I couldn't have never dreamed that it would go down like this and you know it's God because from the from the the path I was taking I really wasn't I wasn't trying to change and that's what really changed my life from there and man from there it actually, not, everything wasn't perfect. A lot of people have a misunderstanding that Christianity will th- make everything better, that everything is just going to be so much easier. There's going to be so much peace and love and joy, and it's just all the time perfect. But it really, it's not the case. I mean, sorry for the listeners who might think so, but uh it's really not the case. Christian, to be a Christian is a lot harder than living in the world because you're going against what we're living in, which is flesh. Yeah. Our flesh desires evil. Our flesh desires to to lust and sin and our flesh desires these things. And to go against something that we're living in is much harder than just go with it. And, um, I really didn't get that. I wasn't introduced to that idea. I thought all I knew was God loves me. I'm supposed to be joyful. I'm free of the world. That's all I knew. But there is a lot more to the, to the fullness, the likeness of his image that I did not know about. I did not know that to be a Christian is like Christ and to be like Christ. I mean, Jesus died one of the most brutal deaths, I mean, the most brutal death, a, a man could die. And that's, I mean, that's something we have to live by. That's, an, that's like the perfect example of what we could be going through persecution-wise. We're going to be persecuted for what we believe in. And just the simple fact that as spirit beings, we have to be more strengthened in spirit and continue to have heavenly-minded things, even though we're still in the flesh it was very difficult for me. So that led me down a path of like just rebelling even more. I was actually mad at God at that point. I was like, God, you told me all these things. You showed me all these things, you know? And I thought it was, life was supposed to be great. This is the first time I ever experienced a demonic attack. You know, it's cause I wasn't a threat to, I wasn't a threat to the devil beforehand. But now that I'm saved, you know, once you're saved, you're gonna, you're gonna actually be experiencing spiritual warfare. And that's something you're, you're going to always have to deal with. And I didn't know that. So that led me down to I was kicking down doors again. Before you knew it, I got kicked out of the program because I was smoking weed and just doing all the wrong things. And um, went there, went to California. I went to Kissimmee. And Kissimmee is the exact place I got separated from my parents and my dad got locked up. So speaking of generational curse, that, that stuff's real, dude. And, um, yeah, so I get got, get locked up for the exact same thing. For some ridiculous petty theft charge, and uh, and through that, I mean, I you know God was trying to arrest me. I mean, get me, get me to jail so he could just get catch my mind, you know, save me because he that was he basically saved my life. Through through me going to jail, I was put in a cell with a Christian, and I got moved, and I, I got put in a cell with another Christian. I got moved and put in a cell with another Christian. So I'm like, yo, wait, all right. So I'm not, I'm, I can't escape this. Like there's continuing. This is the only Christian in the whole pod of like 40 cells. And, I, and God continues to put me in the path of one. So I was like, all right, I'm going to start talking to God again. And throughout that, I rededicated my life in jail, Osceola County. And uh, after that, man, I mean, my life changed completely for the better because I actually had 45 straight days of just reading God's word, spending time with him, pouring down him pouring down his presence, me pouring out my, my my living sacrifice. You know, it says in Romans 12, 1, I think. I think Paul wrote that, Romans. Uh, he urges us. He urges us to be living sacrifices and urges, like an urgent call is like, you know, you, you better, you, you got to do it. And a living sacrifice means to like, you know, just you set aside your desires, set aside your plans. And I was like, I was ready to do it at this point because he saved my life probably countless handful of times by this point. Even as I know about him, I'm still rebelling. He continues to seek me, and that really blows my mind. So, from there, I'm like, you know, God, I'm done. You know, I'm I'm done with the world. I'm getting sick and tired of living like this. I don't want to be in jail anymore. I don't want to. I don't want to live like this anymore. So, I end up going, walking to this church called the Rock Church. I think it's uh, over by a uh, OBT Kissimmee area, and um, ten mile walk, no shoes, no shirt. I walk all the way there. Actually, halfway there, a guy in a, uh, his car, a nice car, picks me up, gives me his wife's food and a shirt in the back of his car, takes me the rest of the way. I got sent from the church. They put clothes on my back. I mean, God is just providing so much at this point because if I had not sought God, I had no shoes, no shirt. I mean, it was obviously no, nothing good. I was going to be on the streets. I would have had to start selling drugs, you know, to get up. And uh, through that, I mean, God is just, I can see evidence. As I take this leap of faith. I'm like, God, I'm just going to done. I'm just going to trust that you got this. And from there, I mean, he hasn't let me down since. From there, I went to the covenant house, which is like a Christian 18 to 21 year old, kind of like, uh, help you get back on your feet. And, um, after that, I, I went to this guy, this guy from way back in my high school, probably like three years ago, I was in ninth grade. I knew him real well. He calls me Yo, you want to spend Christmas over there? I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not really doing anything. Sure. So I'll go over there and, um, Man, I mean, the, it, God just flipped the situation around from a two-week thing into like, I'm actually still living there to this day. His mother took me in as her own. So now do I not only have a God as a father, but I actually have a true mother that is actually being a real mother to me but more better than any other, you know. It's just crazy. So God has just been answering prayers and providing me, and, you know, it's just clear signs, and it, it's just continuing. He's loving me, and I'm just like, you know, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to serve you. I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in. You know, I'm all in. I'm sold out for you, God. I can't, I can't do anything. I can't stand two hours without you anymore. I'm addicted to. I'm basically it's like my new drug. Yeah. And you know, and, and it's awesome. And I'm I'm continuing to seek His presence now. And from there, I'm actually like as I'm living for Christ. I found out that it's it's a constant. It's a constant serving. You got to continue to serve. And I've been serving a God. Uh, I used to write as a kid to express myself. I couldn't talk to anybody about it because I just didn't trust anybody. So I used to write a lot. I used to write a lot of stories, and God actually brought that old hobby out of me. And now He's called me for this, like Christian spoken word is crazy. I mean, God's been just giving me this crazy poetry, and I I know it's not me because I wouldn't be able to write like that. But from there, i have been like I've been writing poetry. Uh, called to pour out knowledge and wisdom from my past experiences to go to you know other people of the youth, maybe even adults. Uh, to you know help them out and um. God's been just moving crazy in my life. I mean, from uh, no no shoes, no shirt, not really knowing what to do with myself to being able to live under my own house, call my own home, have my own family, spiritual family, brother on my left. Only known him for a month, but I mean, he's continuing to, you know, you can tell he knows Jesus because he continues to seek me out, invites me every other week to evangelize. First time evangelizing was over on OBT with this dude. Amazing stuff, amazing stuff. And, uh, yeah, it's just been life-changing, man. God is good. <laughs> Glory. Hallelujah. Yeah, now it, just,
0: it just hit me when you're walking to that church. You have no shoes, no shirts, and it's like the prodigal son coming to his father's house, and then the father puts on the robe, the sandals on the feet. You had a man with a very wealthy car. Come pick you up, put that on your back, and drive it. It was, it was very similar to the prodigal son mm-hmm. you know it was very interesting and so yeah, so that's that's their testimonies and and let's transition into this because I don't want us to skip over. you kind of mentioned a little bit, but I want us to go around and talk about kind of the struggles you face that first year because I think a lot of people think that they enter into the kingdom of God and they believe everything's going to be good. Everything's going to be just a, a nice roller coaster, a nice mm-hmm. day at Disney. But we know that's not the case Um, it is good there's great things that happen you feel the love of God your whole mind changes you begin to see your purpose on the earth and why you're actually here but then you're on that radar that target, a little thing for the devil to come and attack and so for me the first year was probably the most painful year of my Christian walk because I went from doing drugs drinking partying sleeping I know with my girlfriend before that I was having sex with many different women. Then it was my just my girlfriend watching pornography, masturbation, you know, all these things. So when I transitioned into the kingdom of God, I knew those things were wrong. So the first thing was my girlfriend. We stopped having sex vaginally, and we changed to do other things because we thought that would be okay. But it wasn't. It wasn't. It made it worse. And so transitioning out of that thing was very painful and God split us apart I'm sure very similar to like Rich like you and your girlfriend splitting us apart very painful went through fire in that area but transition out it wasn't that hard to quit the drugs I was never addicted to those drugs to alcohol and weed and whatnot transition out was not that difficult for me for that however the sexual aspect was the most difficult part in that first year Cause I went to UCF UCF has many attractive women it's in Central Florida you walk around women wear whatever they want to wear and so at times I would take my glasses off not wear my contacts on purpose take my glasses off and I was blind as a bat and I think I mentioned this in a previous podcast but my vision is 2400 I can't see very far at all so I couldn't see these women so that helped but the first year getting out of pornography getting out of masturbation very painful but by the grace of God, I was able to get through it. And we'll talk about ways of overcoming temptation and whatnot. But I want you to go around, guys, and just kind of talk about the first year. What were some deep challenges, you know, so other people can relate and say, wow, I'm not the only one. Rich, you want to go first?
1: Oh, sure. No, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Um, yeah, I think um, as for, I, I mean, I can't relate to a female. But um, for males, yeah, lust is definitely one of the biggest things um, that keep men in the, in bondage of sin. Um, so like I said, at, at the end of my testimony, I told God, I'm never going to uh, lust at a woman again. Um, you know, since then I've, you know, been keeping, uh, been, been trying, you know, hard to, to keep that, that covenant with God. And, you know, it's not easy. Um, you know, you have to stay focused. You have to, you can't let your mind wander off Christ or the devil is, he's going to trap you. But, yeah, like uh, like bro- brother Scooby was saying, you wa- you walk around and um, you know girls, you know it doesn't help when they're dressed half naked and uh, you know they- they're showing off their body, exposing their body, and um, you know it's like you're in a new world because um, those things you used to love and uh, you know not even really notice it was just kind of part of reality. Now you're in a spiritual war and uh, you're fighting those temptations off and uh, those des- that desire to want to lust. Um, you know pornography. Um, you know, of course, that was the one of the uh, last things that you know I had to, uh, that I that I gave up because it was so hard. Um, and you know, really, the verse that helped me give that up was just when Jesus said, "If if your hand causes you to sin, cut it off. If your eye causes you to sin, gouge it out." And and that's the verse that you know helped me overcome um, you know pornography um, because you know I I just you know, it gave me the fear of God that, you know, I have to do this. Um, aside from the fact I wanted to, um, but, but my body, it, it just, it just wanted to indulge in that so bad. It's like, um, it's, it almost feels like, uh, when you, when you do those things for so many years, it almost feels like it's a natural, um uh, thing that like, it, it's just like a way that you kind of like release, um, yourself and like, it seems like a natural way, but, it's really, uh, putting that to an end, it's much, uh, it's much harder said than done. Um, um, or I'm sorry, it's much easier said than done. So, um, so yeah, that was very hard. Um, you know, as far as, um, other things like marijuana, um, yeah, that, like Brother Scooby said, it wasn't too hard for me, um, you know, to stop doing that, um, you know, but, but other things, um, uh, you know, as far as the first year in my walk, um, you know, it, it's hard to, to start witnessing to people um, when you first get saved. You don't really know what to say. Um, you know, you feel like God puts that on your heart. Like that's kind of one of the main points of your life now is to witness to people. And, um, you know, it's hard when you don't really know how. So I would say, my, you know, a lot, a lot of my first year was kind of learning how, praying for boldness, um, praying for courage and wisdom and how to share my faith. And things like that, Um, but but I think that um, it's good to be focused on those things because it takes you off of your sin and you have a purpose and um, you know you're not just you're not just fighting against sin but you're also fighting um, you know to see other people saved and uh, to preach the gospel and you know so it it helps um, just to just to be occupied with that but but yeah so so that's for me yeah the first year those were some of the biggest things.